Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. And good morning, everybody. It is time for the Garden Wise Show right here on... Okay, good morning, everybody. It's time for the Garden Wise Show here on Legends 810 with your favorite Garden Wise guys. Jim Borland, that's me, and Keith Funk, that's that guy over there. He's a wise guy. That makes our wives Garden Wise wives, doesn't it? Something like that. All right, we're going to do a garden show here this morning. The way this operates is that you have to dial us. Otherwise, we just sit here and chat until the two hours is up. I was going to hire somebody to just start dialing people cold calls. Do you have any garden questions? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of some other way of doing that. Uh, big, I know, big, giant loudspeakers on the building. That would work, too. Yeah. yeah. Speakers that would get all the way to downtown Denver. <clears throat> that way, we, can, we, could, we could get everybody out of bed. <laughs> you definitely get them out of bed. <laughs> and, and pretty soon they'll all be down here at the, at the station door with pitchforks and, and knives. <laughs> and torches. <laughs> oh, dear. Here's our phone number to get in here, 303-477-2473. Give us a call. We will try to answer your garden question, whatever it might be. Hey, guess what I saw flying around in my garden? Morning cloaks. A what who? Butterflies. Oh, Yep. Already? Oh, yeah. There's, that's been up over the past week. It's probably just the same one. But he's flying all over the place. It's kind of nice to know that uh, butterflies made it through the winter. I don't know what they eat. I'll have to check on that and plant lots of those stuff, those things. What, morning cloaks? Morning cloaks. You like that one? <laughs> I do. Okay. <laughs> that's, it's too early for monarchs. Well, definitely that. Yeah. Because yeah. none, none of my uh, sounds like milkweeds are up yet no not not even showing anything nothing maybe they're not going to come up this year i don't know what do you got blooming in your yard oh lord it's just popping everywhere i've got i've got tulips in bloom i do too little early species type tulips the red ones Uh, mine are purple oh and then there's some greenish white ones Mm -hmm. i don't know why i planted (laughs) and Oh, then I've got squill and chinodoxa, yep. or is it cyanodoxa? I say cyanodoxa, but that's just me. I, it sounds fancier. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, iris. Those little reticulate iris. The last <coughs> of those are finishing up. Some kind of little white star-shaped thing I don't <laughs> remember planting. I think it might be an ornithogallum, but I'm not sure. Oh, here, i got a catalog. It probably has a picture in it. And, uh, oh, I've got some of those um, violas, those dark purple, la- is it Labradorica? Labradorica, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that have really started to do a nice job of self-seeding around. Oh, good. And the first of my Brunnera, mm-hmm. I mean, they hardly even has leaves out of the ground, and there's already flowers showing up. Oh. That, that's and some Primula denticulata. <laughs> oh, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> those are the ones that, that you get at your dentist <laughs> <laughs> they're like they're like lollipops they're sort of the allium of the of the premier yeah. world yeah, yeah. Uh, they produce a stalk that comes up a foot or so and then has a a lollipop ball of flowers on mm-hmm. top color purple okay. is the one i've got i hope it starts to reseed sometime i don't know if those reseed very much i haven't heard that they reseed i'm It'd gonna be nice. make them Maybe they'll send out runners. I'm going to force them to <laughs> reseed. Well, I have all. I, I don't have all of those in my yard. I have daffodils blooming. Yeah. Yeah. And um, crocus. Pussy willow is blooming. Ooh. That looks kind of pretty when it's yeah. in bloom. I mean, you you get the the uh, pussy paws on them, and then they send out those yellow anthers. That, mm-hmm. Oh, look! Look at that! It's blooming. And on my <clears throat> trave- on my uh, travels over the week, I ran across and just I just had to stop the car. 
and pull over. Big yellow bush. Yeah. Big bush with yellow flowers all over it. Uh-huh. Millions of them. Cornice moss. Oh, yeah. No, very this pretty. Would be the time, yeah. yeah. It was a good sized bush, too. And right across the street was a the biggest Harry Lauder walking stick. And really, really thick. How big was it? It probably had to be seven, eight feet tall. Wow. And, and, and as thick. Yeah. It was just a giant ball sitting out there. Wow. <laughs> Very twisted stems. Now, try to figure out why does it look so different than others I've seen? Now, I look closely. They shear it. Oh, dear. <laughs> and you can see where they sheared it last year. And if you look closely, you can see where they've done it over the years. <clears throat> well, it's what you yeah. do. It's a bush, so you have to shear it. I uh, <laughs> I took a picture just for you <laughs> on my phone while I was driving. I was sitting at a stoplight, and I was looking around. And lo and behold, on the corner were some globe spruces that had been sheared. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Whoa. That's, that's loud. Yeah, that, that sort of is loud there. Finally, we got, we got uh, a noise in our ears. It's a little staticky, but we'll make it work. Sean, I can't control the volume. Yeah, we're trying. I can do it here. Yeah, yeah just keep yeah. just keep talking yeah. and with a, with sign language. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bitter patter. I, I think that's a new sign. I've, I've never seen oh, anybody use away. that one. <laughs> now we're gone. Oh dear, what else? Is, what else is going on? Um, oh, I got my new <laughs> fall bulb catalog. <clears throat> Everybody else is getting catalogs with spring, you know, perennials and such. Mm-hmm. But not Brent and Becky's. They are way ahead of the crew, <clears throat> and they have already put out their fall ball, uh, fall bulb catalog. And I've gone through it, and I think I want uh, probably five to ten of everything that's in here. <coughs> it's a pretty impressive catalog. Yeah, it's a, it, it really is. I mean, even if you don't order from it, I, would, I think you can still get it for free. Well, I do. And, and uh, even if you don't order from it, it's just remarkable to go through because it's they've got stuff in there that's so different from a lot of the other offerings yep. from other catalogs yep. more i call it more sophisticated well it offering. is it's it's a full retail you know you and i get catalogs that are uh, some of the wholesale stuff uh-huh. and you can get you know a thousand crocuses for you know dollar 298 or you can get crocuses in brent and becky's too but you can get them <clears throat> as as single species or single name varieties yeah and i'm thinking and there was a whole page of nothing but aramurus foxtail lilies oh those are beautiful a full page of nothing but those in full color by the way well everything's in full everything's color. In full color yeah. on this catalog folks you always you should go out there and order this catalog it's called brent and becky and in your search engine, engine, just put in Brent and Beckett. You don't need anything else. It'll probably be the first thing that comes up. And uh, click on it, and somewhere on that site will be an order form. For the catalog. For the catalog. It'll say, send me a catalog now. Yes, please. And they will. It'll be free. And if it's for no other reason, it'll be handy to just peruse through it for the pretty pictures. And, man, I don't how many pages long is this thing? I'm on page uh, 84 pages of pretty flowers. I always look forward to that catalog. It's one of my favorites. Oh, absolutely. No doubt. There is a new tulip division. Yeah. Classification. Section. Section. Whatever they call their their, uh, collections of uh, special kinds of tulips. This one is a group called Coronet. Coronet is something like a trumpet, although I don't know where that name comes from because they don't look like coronets or trumpets. However, they are, they are the new the new tulips. The the petals, um, they're are crinkled, crinkled and wavy. Yeah, and you would look at it first and think, except for the leaves, you would think that's not a tulip, and, but they are, and they're I think they're beautiful. It sort of reminds me of a a <coughs> parrot tulip. In a way. W- without, the, without the cut, fringy ed- yeah. edges. Yeah. Kind of like that. 
it's the kind of thing that 20 or 30 years ago when when breeders would see that coming up from their from their seeds they'd just throw it out they think it was diseased <laughs> really <laughs> i don't want that in there okay we're going to take our first break here and uh and get and regroup and come back and take your garden questions right here on Legends 810. What's your lawn good for? After all that watering and maintenance, is your lawn supposed to be admired like some ancient statue in a museum? No! It's supposed to be enjoyed. It's for you, your kids, grandkids, pets, and friends. You should spend warm summer evenings leisurely eating dinner, afternoons watching kids and animals run back and forth. It's a place to have water balloon fights or touch football games. But your grass can't take that kind of pounding. Soon you see dry patches that turn into dirt and mud. You need a lawn that has been engineered to withstand lots of traffic and still thrive in our Colorado climate. You need Colorado's own Turf Mix. It's a well-balanced blend of award-winning grasses that grow in sun or moon shade and tolerate heavy foot traffic. The aggressive root system creates a dense, thick, wear-resistant turf, perfect for outdoor adventures. Plus, it's insect, disease, and drought-resistant. Colorado's own Turf Mix is available at your favorite local independent garden retailer. Suffering from spring fever? At Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, we have plenty of things to plant now. Don't fret. We have the cure for your planting ailment. Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned professional, let us help you select what plants work best for you. It's a great time to plant pansies, violas, snapdragons, and dianthus to color your patio pots. Add some decorative kale and you've got an early display that loves our cool spring temperatures. Want something perennial? Try columbine, our state flower. Other perennials like basket of gold alyssum and coral bells can start in your pots. Then, as it's done blooming, move them into the garden for next year's color. Stop by for cool weather vegetable starts, windowsill herbs, and frost covers in case of a late snowstorm. Browse through our indoor plant greenhouse for lots of foliage and blooming plants in all sizes and a great selection of pots. It's all about the adventure of finding plants. Brighten your living environment with something greener. Your premier flower and plant shop, Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, in the heart of Lafayette at 600 South Public Road. For more information, call us at 303 665 5555 or visit us online at lafayetteflorist.com. Wow, spring is in full swing, but there's still plenty of time to directly sow seeds into your garden this season. Our friends at Botanical Interests carry over 600 proven non-GMO verified varieties, including heirlooms and certified organic seed. So they've got all your favorite essentials and more. Now's the time to sow lettuce, beans, and squashes. And Botanical Interests has the extensive selection you need to give your vegetable garden a boost. And don't forget about flowers. April is the perfect month to plant zinnia, sunflower, and marigold seeds. Not only is growing from seed more cost-efficient, but it can lead to happier, healthier plants. Find Botanical Interest's high-quality seeds at thousands of independent garden centers across the country or online at botanicalinterests.com. Whoa, stop right there. Now that you've got the hole dug. And now we're back on the air. Yeah, we're going to try this again here. Let's see. All right. Well, I'm not hearing myself, but then. I'm not hearing us at all. Okay, but we'll but, just keep talking. <laughs> okay, we'll pretend. Ho- hopefully we can go to a caller. <laughs> Is that right, Sean? We can go to a caller. All right. Yeah, we can do that. Let's get Irene up on the phone. Good morning, Irene. Good morning. I talked to you last week about digging Good morning, up Irene. Grapes. Hello. Yeah, we're not hearing the caller, Sean. All right. <clears throat> we're not hearing Hang the in there. We're having some technical difficulties. Right. I have a question in the meantime. I suppose that you, like I and many other gardeners, use spritzer bottles. Um, no, what? I don't. Oh, really? What's wrong with you? I, I use a pump-up tank sprayer. Well, but when you want just a little spritzer have it handy rather than a whole tank okay <laughs> the question i have is i keep buying these things and i don't know year two years and then they sort of just give up the ghost oh yeah i don't know why because they're plastic well they are but what is it inside there that gives up 
plastic fatigue. <laughs> oh dear! And just you just you just have to throw them out. And just, you, there's nothing you can do. I, I try to run alcohol through it. Try to run other kind of stuff through it. You know, soapy water to clean out whatever might be blocking it. Yeah, nothing seems to work. And I'm I'm kind of tired of <laughs> buying spritzer bottles. That's kind of when I went to little because you can get, buy these little like one quart <coughs> tank sprayers. Yeah. That you can just put water in or whatever you want to put in them really and t- and pump them up and and you can make a really fine mist or you can dial yeah. it down to make a straight stream if you want to, mm-hmm. but they're they're a whole lot more happy. Make, it makes my hand happy that I'm not you know getting hand fatigue oh. using a spritzer. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Don't you have anybody to massage your hand afterwards? I don't. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't either. <clears throat> Maybe. Where do you get these little little court garden centers? No. Oh. But they look like big box stores. Look like just an ordinary pump up sprayer. Yeah. Um, some of them look like that. Others, there's <coughs> even smaller ones in a quart size that look like your Mister Bottle type thing, but it has a it has a pump on it the top instead. And a trigger. Yeah, I, I probably should try that and just throw away the spritzer bottles. Because we I use them for washing windows, come yeah. in handy. Uh huh. But then your device would as well, would work. It would. As long as I hadn't put insecticide in it beforehand. Well, true. You yeah, could probably wash your windows with insecticide. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the spiders out. <laughs> just put some little, <laughs> little dishwasher detergent in there. Yeah. Yeah, it should work. Uh, I. I've I've long since gone to uh, a labeling system for any tank sprayer I have. Yeah. I take a, a plant label, you know, just a blank label, yeah. and I write on it, mm-hmm. and then I I, I melt a hole mm-hmm. into it and tie it on with a twist tie to yeah. the tank sprayer. And what 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 does it say? <laughs> it'll say water, or it'll say weed killer, oh. or it'll say whatever insecticide is in there, and then that that becomes its own. Indivi- I mean, I never put anything else but yeah. that in that particular sprayer. But after you get, you know, five or six I was sprayers, say yes, <laughs> <laughs> and if they're not labeled, you kind of got to go by smell. But that doesn't always work <laughs> <No>. either. <laughs> and to do that, you've got to squirt it. And so yeah, yeah. So no, it's best to just label no, them ahead I agree. of time. Yeah. And I, I use the I use the plant tags to wire it onto. I used to write it on the bottle. But that will wear off. Yeah. And uh, so I just use a plant tag, and it makes it very easy. Hmm. Hmm. I just plant tag and a twist tie. We have, we have the bigger one, one or two gallons for, you know, outside use. Mm-hmm. We've got three of those. Yeah. One for all vegetation killer, like Roundup. Right. One for insecticide. What's the third one? Probably a broadleaf weed. Oh, broadleaf, yes, yeah. of course. <clears throat> so you don't want to mix them up. So, no, folks, you if you have a tank sprayer at home and you're using it for everything, you've got to be kind of careful because this, yeah. plastic will absorb chemicals. It's very difficult to get them completely out yeah. of there. And with round, I, I find that with Roundup, it's not quite so bad, but with a broadleaf weed killer, anything with 2,4-D or dicamba mm-hmm. in it, it, you know, you run the, you do run the risk of damaging plants if you if you think you've washed it out really well and you put an insecticide yep. or a fungicide in it and you go and spray your ornamentals or what have you you know some of them are really super sensitive yeah, to that so it's best just to have a separate sprayer yes absolutely so you, go you out and get another a, one you kill a couple of plants that way by accident and you've you've paid for <laughs> yes. a new sprayer that yeah. way <laughs> yes you have they're kind of really cheap they are cheap um I prefer not to buy the really cheap ones because yep. even the wand and all the fixins in it are are plastic and they wear yep. out. I yep. prefer to buy the kind that have the 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 metal wand. Yep. And yeah, those uh, those work a lot better. They do. You can get parts for them. And I also like to buy one that has a pressure relief valve on the side, yep. so that when you're done spraying, you release you, it. You release the pressure valve rather than unscrewing the top and yep. having stuff spray all over your face. Yep. Um, because I don't like to store them pressurized. No. They have a tendency to leak just a little bit. They do, and I, I just have a funny feeling that it's not good for them. 
Well, anything that's under pressure all the time, like your hoses. Mm-hmm. You, know, you use them and then, then turn it off in the spigot, and I usually release the pressure at the end. Yeah. Otherwise, <clears throat> I would think that's wearing on the on the hose. Fatigue. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Rubber fatigue. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm sorry we're not taking any phone calls right now. There just seems to be something going on weird yeah, well, um, with our system here. Until we get that fixed, we're not going to be able to hear anybody, so... All right. We're working on uh, that. Until then, uh, I can announce that I have found, and I think probably just overlooked, uh, two new echinaceas. The number now is up to 751 uh, cultivars of echinacea that have been on the market, many of which are still there. The new ones are Lakota orange. Guess what color that is? Mm. And the next one is Emotion bright orange. No. No, we cannot. We're being asked if we can hear each other. I could hear you, <laughs> Sean. So we're working here with our with our headphones, uh, almost half on and half off. It's very loud. So we can hear each other without the benefit of sound amplification. Yeah, I can hear you better now that I took my headphones yeah, there off. There you go. <laughs> and I find another source. I'm going to have to check. It looks like it may have hundreds of of echinaceas yeah. in the patent office. <clears throat> and the patent office typically has the name of the new echinacea as merely a combination of numbers and letters. Mm-hmm. Later to be named as a named variety. Something that you might recognize as yeah, a word. Exactly. <laughs> but you can, what I do is go in there and take that... <clears throat> Combination of letters and numbers and put it in a little search engine and look for um, other people who have reported on that. And eventually you'll come up with the name that has been given it later on. Mm-hmm. You're really passionate about this, aren't well, you? Right. <laughs> well, at 751, come on. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right. You you, you're very well invested. You might as well go yeah, all the way. I, I guess. I was going to give it up. In fact, I did give it up for a while. And then I thought, no, yeah. Look, there's a new one. I should add that. (laughs) (laughs) And so I have. So I have been doing a lot of transplanting in my basement grow room. Yeah. I started some Nicotiana sylvestris, that tall flowering tobacco. Well, the seedlings start out extremely small. I didn't have much hope for them, but they grew quickly. And uh, I transplanted a couple dozen of them. No. Uh, transplanted a couple of dozen of them, mm-hmm. and, and boy, they, I, I hope I didn't do this too early, because yeah. they're really going. I've tried something, uh, I, I've got my shishito peppers transplanted up into six packs. i got a whole bunch of stuff in the seedling tray still that are starting to germinate. I've got to get home and trans. I've got to plant in um, zinnia seeds. I've got to start those, mm-hmm. and some cosmos, want to get those started, and some tithonia. Mexican sunflower. Yeah, that's a pretty one. Yeah, and it's time to get your <coughs> tomato seeds planted. Not outdoors, <laughs> inside. No. But it's about time <laughs> to get those done, uh, get them started, because uh, you'll want to plant them <coughs> out in about six or eight weeks. It is April, you know. Hard to believe it comes, it comes up so quickly. I don't know what happened to March. It just got used up. It went out like a lamb, though. Well, I, yeah, it did. Did it come in like a lion? Well, is that uh, yesterday was a great day. It came in like a lamb, and today's a great day. So yeah. it looks like we're... Well, that was the old saying is, you know, March comes... It can either come in like a lion and out like a lamb or reverse. Or versa, or versa visa. Yeah. So I think we're good there. <clears throat> I, uh, I think we're still... I have plants that I've been growing inside. I put them out. Really? Yes. You put them out? I put oh, you're them so out. brave. I am. But I have a setup. I wish I could be more like <clears> you. Where I can put a cover on them pretty quickly. Oh, yeah? I'll look at the temperature predicted for the night. And if it gets close to freezing, I'll go out and cover them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're fine so far. We'll see. Well, I, as you know, I've been going through this process for the last year <laughs> of getting a friggin' deck built. Yes, how's that coming? Oh, my gosh. Well, we've, we finally found a contractor who actually will do something, yeah. and, uh, and it's almost done. And it's fantastically beautiful, and I'm really pleased with it. And I had him, I told him when they tore down the old deck, I said, save all the good wood. 
because there was a lot of good wood Mm -hmm. still in there. And he looked at me kind of weird. Why would you want this? And I, and I felt like saying, it's none of your business. You don't have to haul it away. What's the big deal? Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> so, Besides, I want a rebate. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I, I'm going to build compost bins out of it. I'm yep. going to build cold frames. Okay. I'm going to build a potting area underneath the new deck with you yeah. know, benches and storage bins and stuff like that. I, I've got a lot of wood. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, it's nice that I don't have to go buy it. That's even better. Yeah. Even better. So it's it's not the best looking stuff. It's been painted and it's peeling and, and but I I think I can just p- paint over it. <laughs> I oh, you, suppose you, you probably could. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, but on the compost bin, why? Why would you want to? No, anyway? I I wouldn't. Uh, do you know if it had been stained before or pressure I don't, treated? I don't know. I don't know any of the answers to that because it was built long before we bought the house. Yeah. So. Well, it had started to rot in a couple of areas, right? It had started to rot in a couple of areas. We p- replaced some stuff in certain areas, but uh, it just got to the point where it would cost so much to repair the existing deck, which I didn't like anyway. Yeah. Might as well just put that money into a new deck that mm-hmm. we could use more, more better. More better. <laughs> Uh, I have stuff germinating. I have one stuff germinating, maybe two stuffs germinating <clears throat> in my pots outdoors. Already? I left out there over the winter. I think I have rhubarb, ace of hearts. Okay. It's a pretty one. I'll have to get you one, should it actually be uh, that germinating, or it could be just weeds coming up. <laughs> I can't tell you. But I also have allium, I think it's stipitatum. Not familiar with that. <clears throat> That's a white one. Oh. And I, I don't know where it came from either, but I have it in the vegetable garden. And uh, the leaves look different than your typical allium. Okay. So it, it's a different item altogether. And I'm making it stipitatum, which is a white ball on a stick. Okay. It's but not that white garlicky looking thing. No. Or that recedes itself all over yeah, the place. Yeah, we have some of that, and it's a constant battle of <clears throat> pulling it out. I will never plant that again. <laughs> what was it, What is that called? Is it called garlic chives? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what they call it, garlic chives. It's kind of pretty when it blooms. It's nice yeah. little white blossoms. Lord, and don't uh, ever <clears throat> let it go to seed. It's like yeah. grape hyacinths. I think it's worse. You think it's worse? Well, it, it seems to travel across sidewalks. <laughs> It travels everywhere. I don't know how it does that. Oh, let's see. What else? Um, Tick tock, tick tock. Oh, I did, and I've been telling Keith about this one for years. I had in my vegetable garden what I've been calling a red twig dogwood. Yeah. I don't know where it came from. (laughs) I know I've transplanted it several times. And this past year, I finally let it grow out. And the stems are actually beautiful in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the picture you sent me is yeah, gorgeous. Very, very pretty in the fall, too, with the, the, with the yellow color. Very solid yellow. Mm-hmm. Very good looking. So I said, maybe this is a keeper. So I'm going to transplant it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Not into the vegetable garden. And while I was transplanting it, lifting the whole crown and the whole plant out of the ground, at the bottom of this root ball, there's this white stick <laughs> coming out at the bottom of the at root the ball. At the bottom of the root ball, and it pulled it out, and here it said, "Cornus sanguinea." Mid what? What is it? Midwinter mid, fire. Midwinter fire. That's a nice variety. Yeah, it's a very pretty one. So I'm going to keep it. I took some, I took some hardwood cuttings. We'll see if if uh, if they if they root. If so, you can have one. If you want. Okay. Or more. <laughs> it's probably patented, and you're and you're breaking the law. Okay, now now we can hear each other, Sean. Does that mean we can actually hear a caller then too? We I don't know. know. We can, we can watch, oh, it's not there it, anymore. It's very it's very distorted. <coughs> um, but well, we can we can at least hear each other. That's good. Yep. So we're going to proceed here as if nothing is wrong anywhere. But I've I've uh, actually covered all the little tidbits of things that I was going to talk about this morning um, yeah 
uh, covered covered all of that stuff. And uh, what else? What else? What? Oh, we we mentioned earlier, and, and just in case, because this is kind of a kind of a newish kind of bulb for the garden that I think everybody should have. Uh, it's you see it popping up in a lot of public gardens. There's a ton of it at the Denver Botanic Garden. Uh, and it's starting to appear in Kendrick Lake Gardens. Oh, yeah? Out on West Jewel. If you haven't been there, you have to go out and look. You can go out any time of the year and look. There's always something interesting to look at. It's a big lake there. You walk yeah. around, but there's these beautiful gardens not yeah. by the parking lot. And there's a pretty good-sized playground for kiddos. Mm. Even I have played on it a bit. Have you? <laughs> without the kids. Did they call the cops? Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I do this without the kids. You, know, oh, okay. you never know. That's true. Uh, this day and age. Yeah, that's right. Strange adults and kids, not a good mix. So, um, and, and a big lake, but I've never seen anybody fishing it, and I don't see any signs up that you can't. Yeah. There's a series of lakes, actually, up through this, uh, I guess it's the valley. Okay. Uh, this is probably the, I'm going to say the biggest one. What's this bulb you're talking about? Oh, yeah, Aram yours, foxtail lily. Oh, I yes. I think everybody uh-huh. should have that. If you want a spire, a, uh, a column of white, or yellow, or orange, or pink flowers that gets up to, well, it says here in the catalog, five feet tall. But Keith and I have seen them up to eight feet tall. Mm-hmm. Aramiris robustus, the name tells you everything. It's a robust plant. It, I, I've seen those up to eight feet tall. Now, the ones you find in a garden center most often is one called Cleopatra. Yes. Which is much shorter. It's in the three to three foot range. It says here four to five feet. But I've I, never seen they, mine get that No, big. I have a bunch of them, and now they're reseeding on the, all over the garden, which, which is a good thing. Yeah, it's a um, nice thing to have. It really is. And, boy, are they beautiful when they bloom. And they bloom for a long time. Everybody should have some of those. The only problem with them, much like alliums, is by the time they start blooming, the foliage looks like yes. garbage. Yes, that's true. So you need to I, hide them in with other <coughs> things. Yeah, I don't, seem to, I don't mind that, but I can see other people who are a little more persnickety would, would cover up the base of them with... You know, annuals or something, or other taller growing <coughs> perennials around it. One of my them. one of the best ones I have is a volunteer that came up. God knows how it got there. It's at least two hundred feet away from the closest other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a seed came up, and now there's many flowering, what will be flowering spikes starting up from the base, and uh, it's in a place that it has no business being. <laughs> There, it's in the edge of a walkway. Okay, where you know the wheelbarrow goes by way too often, so I put flags around it yesterday. Yeah, so I don't run over it. Oh, you don't cut the corner. Yeah, so I don't cut the corner yeah. exactly. Well, shall we, uh, Sean? Shall we try a phone call? Uh, he, <coughs> looks, he looks like he's busy, so yeah. let's wait just a second here. Well, we've got uh, several people on the line, uh, and we're going to try to get to these phone calls as quickly as we can once. We make sure that everything is working properly and, and nobody gets electrocuted while they're waiting. <laughs> Including us, <Yeah>. by the <laughs> way. <laughs> We're staying a respectable diff- distance away from our microphones. Uh, another little uh, group of, of um, flowers in the Brent and Becky's fall catalog is one of my favorites, and that's the miniature daffodils. Oh, yeah. And the one everybody seems to know is one called Tete-a-Tete. Mm-hmm. And is it in here anywhere? I don't see it, but then there's like five pages of miniature daffodils, some of which are fully, fully double. I don't care for those so much. I like the simplicity of of daffodils. And and some of them have multiple flowers per stem, which I think is pretty cool. We have some of those coming up right now, and I saw the first flower. I said, okay, that's fine. That looks very pretty. And then I look a couple of days later, and there's four or five blooms coming off that same stem. Hey, what's going on here? That's right. Um... But they only get 48, uh, looking here, 48 inches, 46 inches tall. Some up to 12 inches. I don't want those. I want the short ones. And you can put those anywhere. They, particularly <coughs> under deciduous trees. They work good there along the sidewalks. Mm-hmm. They look great. And, uh, and they're blooming now, which is kind of nice. Yeah. <coughs> so do get this catalog or other catalogs. There are other bulb catalogs on, in the market. This is probably one of the better ones. Brent and Becky. Yeah. So let's go to Irene on the phone right now and see what's up with her today. Good morning, Irene. Good morning. I talked to you last week about grape hyacinths, and you suggested I get a pre-emergent. Mm-hmm. Well, I bought one. It's called Preen. 
Uh-huh. And reading the instructions, it says not to use it on flower seeds. Well, because you want, for, for the flower seeds you're planting that, on purpose, you want them to come up. But uh, you're wanting to suppress the grape hyacinths. You don't want the flower <laughs> seeds to come up from the grape hyacinths. So that's why you would use it. Oh, so I should go ahead and use it. Yeah. As long as you're not planting other flower seeds in that same area. No, I, no I'm not. Okay. Uh, and another question I have about hyacinths. Uh, I don't know if it, the instructions didn't say if this was a picking up paniculata type or not, the Nico Blue or Pink Beauty. Oh, and a hydrangea. The mm-hmm. Nico, Nico Blue is a macrophylla type. Oh, and how about the Pink Beauty? That one I'm not familiar with, but it's probably, I, I could look that up. Let me look it up here real quick. I think it's a paniculata type. Pink Beauty? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it's, it's not a macrophylla. Just from the name itself. Yeah. Well, I'll have an answer for the you. The macrophylas are the ones that the flower color will change depending on the pH of your soil. But on the other types, pH is not that important. Mm. <coughs> okay. And we're looking up on a handheld computer. It's macrophylla also. Oh, is it? Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. All right, that answers my question. Thank you for your time. You're welcome. Program. Thanks Bye. for calling, Irene. You bet. All righty then. And, well, you, and you hear the hang-up. That means you can uh, call now if you want to and uh, get that spot, 303-477-2473. And, uh, and we're, uh, we're going to take a little quick break here and uh, come back and take your phone calls. Right now we have uh, one, two, two people online. Yeah. All right, we're waiting. Everybody's waiting, so let's get back here on Legends 810. Supposed to be admired like some ancient statue in a museum? No! It's supposed to be enjoyed. It's for you, your kids, grandkids, pets, and friends. You should spend warm summer evenings leisurely eating dinner, afternoons watching kids and animals run back and forth. It's a place to have water balloon fights or touch football games. But your grass can't take that kind of pounding. Soon you see dry patches that turn into dirt and mud. You need a lawn that has been engineered to withstand lots of traffic and still thrive in our Colorado climate. You need Colorado's own Turf Mix. It's a well-balanced blend of award-winning grasses that grow in sun or moon shade and tolerate heavy foot traffic. The aggressive root system creates a dense, thick, wear-resistant turf, perfect for outdoor adventures. Plus, it's insect, disease, and drought-resistant. Colorado's own Turf Mix is available at your favorite local independent garden retailer. Suffering from spring fever? At Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, we have plenty of things to plant now. Don't fret. We have the cure for your planting ailment. Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned professional, let us help you select what plants work best for you. It's a great time to plant pansies, violas, snapdragons, and dianthus to color your patio pots. Add some decorative kale and you've got an early display that loves our cool spring temperatures. Want something perennial? Try columbine, our state flower. Other perennials like basket of gold alyssum and coral bells can start in your pots. Then, as it's done blooming, move them into the garden for next year's color. Stop by for cool weather vegetable starts, windowsill herbs, and frost covers in case of a late snowstorm. Browse through our indoor plant greenhouse for lots of foliage and blooming plants in all sizes and a great selection of pots. It's all about the adventure of finding plants. Brighten your living environment with something greener. Your premier flower and plant shop, Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, in the heart of Lafayette at 600 South Public Road. For more information, call us at 303 665 5555 or visit us online at lafayetteflorist.com Wow, spring is in full swing, but there's still plenty of time to directly sow seeds into your garden this season. Our friends at Botanical Interests carry over 600 proven non-GMO verified varieties, including heirlooms and certified organic seed. So they've got all your favorite essentials and more. Now's the time to sow lettuce, beans, and squashes. And Botanical Interests has the extensive selection you need to give your vegetable garden a boost. 
used. And don't forget about flowers. April is the perfect month to plant zinnia, sunflower, and marigold seeds. Not only is growing from seed more cost-efficient, but it can lead to happier, healthier plants. Find Botanical Interests' high-quality seeds at thousands of independent garden centers across the country or online at botanicalinterests.com. Let's try going out to the phones again and see what Craig is up to on line one. Good morning, Craig. Morning, gentlemen. Hey, how's it going? Um, not too bad, thank you. Appreciate uh, asking. I hope things are going well for you guys. Hey, I first of all, I just wanted to thank you back uh, around Thanksgiving or so. I called you with a problem about my uh, Christmas cactus. You gave me uh, some great ideas, and I'm still getting some blooms on it. Oh, good. Um, that, that's awesome. Uh, I've got an angel wing begonia, and uh, it's got next to no leaves on it. Now, I'm wondering if you got any ideas. I probably should give you a little bit of background on it. Um, it was an ant. She passed away, and I got the thing, and I brought it home. It's only about 18 inches tall and had quite a few leaves on it, and I put it under a grow light, and uh, then I... Um, um, it started growing like crazy. I mean, it got to the point where it was uh, five feet tall. The stems on it are up, up to five feet. Five feet. And uh, yes, I, I kid you not. Um, and it was on a ledge with that grow light, and it got so big that I had to move it. And I put it on the floor in the living room near a north window, and uh, the leaves have just disappeared. I got no leaves hardly on it at all. It probably didn't like that move at all. Uh, Apparently. Do, do you know if it's colder where it is than it where it was? It was probably more in the middle of the house before, so it's probably warmer, and now it's close to the, this north window, so that could be part of it, yeah. How close to the window is it? Oh, it's... It's right next to it, basically. Oh, okay. I mean, it's on the floor next to it. It's a big picture window. Uh -huh. So the picture window stands up, I don't know, three feet or so above the pot. Uh -huh. But it's the stems go right up past it. I've had to put all kinds of, like, tomato cage-type things around it to, to keep it erect. Well, I've got, a, I've got an angel wing or a cane-type. It's a type of begonia that produces these tall canes is what I call them. Uh, but, okay. And uh, usually when mine get big like that, they, they do start looking a little rough, especially around the base, because those leaves near the, the lower part of the plant are going to be the oldest leaves, and they have a lifespan. And they only last so long, and then they'll fall off because they get old. So what I do okay. is I take cuttings from the top. And, you know, about six or eight inch cuttings uh, from, from the very top healthy part of the plant. Get those rooted. As soon as they're rooted and growing, I cut the whole thing down to within three or four inches of the ground. And that promotes a whole bunch of new growth coming up from the base. Okay. So those big long ones that I have now, after I get some cuttings and get them established in the pot then i just cut those things down huh? you just yeah. cut them down mm -hmm. <clears throat> and you can okay. be brutal about it but i always recommend that you get some new plants started first okay all right okay i do have one cutting that uh is in a little glass like a mason jar of some water they don't get really any roots that come off of them though do they, they don't like to root in water very well i would i would stick them directly into a maybe a four-inch or a five-inch pot of nice, fresh potting soil. Okay. And keep that moist and in a brightly lit spot that's warm, so probably not that north window. And okay. in about three weeks, they should root in, and, and you'll start to see, as soon as you start to see new leaves being produced, you know that they've rooted in and are, and are taking off. Um, the other thing okay. about where you've got it now is that, any, any part of the plant that's below the bottom of the window isn't getting near enough light. So that's another reason why all those leaves down near the bottom fell off. Okay. All right. Um, there is a heat register that's not too far from it. So warmth 
it's probably got some warmth to it. Uh, all right, I think you've given me some ideas. I, I think I'll run with that and see how we come out. All right. And also, uh, see if you can determine how that heat is coming out of the register. Is it coming out at an angle right on the plant? It probably doesn't like that. Uh, I think it's probably diffused pretty well around it. But it's it's not direct to it. It's it's going to yeah. get some indirect heat from it, I think. But but part of part of the whole angel wing group or the cane type begonias is when they get tall and lanky like that, they just need to be cut back. I mean, that's just okay. the way they are. That's part of their nature. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, we can get some great new growth going. And I appreciate your info, fellas. Yeah, we expect a call back in three weeks. Okay. All okay. right. Now, Sounds if you put good. those, when we'll you do. put those cuttings in that in that uh, pot of fresh soil, um, I leave them in there two weeks at least, and then you can gently tug on the on the cutting. And if there's a resistance, that means you probably have roots coming out. Okay. And, and the way I do mine is, you know, I'll put three or four cuttings in a four-inch pot, and I've started putting my cuttings around the perimeter of the pot rather yeah. than in the middle. Right up against the edge of the <clears throat> pot. And, and like I said, as soon as you start to see new leaves being produced, you know that they've rooted in. And after they've grown a little bit, you don't have to separate them. You can just take the whole four-inch pot, leave all the cuttings together, and plant them up into a six-inch pot. And then up into an eight, and then a ten as they grow. You don't have to separate them. Okay. So this established pot of angel wing begonia, I pretty much just ought to consider it done no no once you cut it back it'll send up a whole bunch of new growth from the base okay okay all right but all right sounds good okay wonderful fellas thanks appreciate your call this morning appreciate you guys being yeah, and also when you do information <clears throat> when you do yes. cut the whole thing back to the ground if you will uh, I'd move the pot where where the new shoots can get some pretty strong light maybe back into that uh, under yeah. that grow light Okay. Yeah, I've still got space there. I could do that. All right. Okay. Fabulous. All right. Thanks for your call. Hey. Appreciate it. Time taken. Oh, okay. <laughs> we've got uh, JT is going to be up next, and Jerry uh, is waiting to talk to us, but we've got to take a quick break. And a quick break we'll take so we can go back here and take those calls right here on Legends 810. Did you fight a lawn full of pesky weeds last year? Fertilome has a solution for that. Fertilome for All Seasons is one of the longest lasting weed and grass preventers on the market. It will prevent crabgrass and other weed seeds from germinating for up to six months. So apply it early and let it do the work. It also has a unique blend of slow release fertilizer that contains important micronutrients, including iron, that will green up your yard all summer long. Use the product the professionals use. Fertilome for All Seasons. Look for Fertilome for All Seasons at these and other independent garden centers. The Tree Farm in Longmont, Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, Creekside Gardens in Littleton, The Flower Bin in Longmont. And as always, make sure to tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you. At DeWitt Company, we have fabrics for every reason and products for every season. When frost, freezing temperatures, and cold nights threaten your veggies and flowers, DeWitt's Insulate Fabric Blanket provides a safe environment for your tender plants during unpredictable cold snaps this spring. DeWitt Insulate is a medium-weight, permeable, UV-treated fabric designed to protect flowering annuals, bedding plants, and vegetables from cold and freezing temperatures. This fabric installs easily and is reusable. Insulate lets you get out there and plant earlier, giving you a jump start on our short growing season. Don't take a chance when frosty weather threatens. Protect your time, hard work, and money with DeWitt Insulate Fabric as a low-cost insulation against the elements. DeWitt Landscaping Products and Plant Fabrics are the number one choice of professionals in the lawn and garden industry. DeWitt's high-performance quality products save time and are environmentally safe for the responsible homeowner. One company, over 600 products. Go to www.dewittcompany.com for more information. You'll find DeWitt Insulate at your favorite independent garden centers, including Lafayette Forest and Greenhouse in Lafayette, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, and Jared's Nursery in Littleton. 
something new arrives every day at Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden on West Bulls Avenue, with trucks delivering trees and shrubs along with garden products and new gift lines as well. You'll find cheerful pansies and violas, other annuals and perennials that tolerate cooler temperatures, plus some cool season veggies, also herbs, and of course, houseplants. Just remember, Mother Nature may slap us, so you'll need to be prepared to cover tender plants. Now is the perfect time to stop in and talk about your garden or landscape plans. They have a full lineup of seeds and seed starting supplies in stock now. Save the date, Saturday, April 9th through Monday, April 11th, the Spring Open House. Then Saturday, April 16th, their annual Easter egg hunt. So whether it be gifts or tools, fountains or statuary, flowers, trees, shrubs, or gardening advice, you know you can get it at Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden Center, a family-owned business serving you for over 42 years at 10500 West Bulls Avenue in Littleton. Open 9 to 5 Saturday and Sunday and 9 to 6 Monday through Friday. They look forward to seeing you soon. Smart Pots, the original award-winning fabric planner, perfected design through 30 years of professional real-life use in the field. Perfect for just about any use, from home or balcony to professional growing operations. Join thousands of gardeners getting professional-grade results, no experience required. So easy to use, simply unfold, fill with soil, then plant. Plants grow better in Smart Pots because the airflow through the porous container walls provides extra aeration to the root zone, resulting in prolific fibrous root structures. More roots allow your plants to absorb and take in more moisture and nutrients, creating stronger, more robust plant growth and amazing yields. SmartPot containers are reusable and last for years, manufactured right here in the USA with the highest quality standards. The patented fabric is durable enough to last multiple seasons, yet porous enough to release excess water. No more overwatering. SmartPot fabric containers are available in multiple sizes and shapes. The round pots come in all sizes and a variety of colors, perfect for flowers and vegetables of any size. The SmartPot raised bed planners come in round or rectangular in a variety of sizes, giving you the flexibility to plant a garden almost anywhere. Find your favorite SmartPot product at your favorite garden center, nursery, or grow store. To find your closest retailer, go to smartpots.com and use the store locator. While you're there, check out all the other SmartPot products, informative videos, soil volume calculator and online store smart pots the first choice of professional hobby gardeners and we're back on the air taking your garden questions at the following number 303-477-2473 we've discussed all kinds of things today i have no idea whether you actually heard it out there (laughs) (laughs) well that's true I hope not. Yeah, we talked about morning cloak butterflies. I have a list here, just in case you can't remember. Uh, what's blooming in our garden? A ton of stuff. Um, but up, but up, but up. Spritzer bottles. Did I cover that on the air, or was that just between you and me? That was on. <laughs> I, don't okay. I don't know if it was on the air or not. I can't the, remember. A new way. division of tulips called Coronet. You should check those out. They're very pretty. Uh, a shrub I happened to see on my travels uh, called Cornus moss. Cornus is all the dogwoods, and moss is a particular one. This is a shrub. The common it, name is Cornelian cherry. Yes, dogwood. the whole thing is covered in yellow flowers right now. Yeah, small yellow flowers. Small yellow but flowers. But there's so many of them, it does show yeah, up well. Yeah, you don't want to count them. Uh, and then across the street, I found, saw the largest Harry Lauder's walking stick I have ever seen. That was sheared. That was sheared. Which completely <laughs> defeats the purpose of that shrub. Oh, God. Anyway, anyway, I'll put these all on Facebook, and you can make your own determination. There you go. Let's go see what JT is up to. It looks like he has a question about roses this morning. Good morning, JT. Good morning. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Can you hear us? I can hear you fine now. Whoa. Okay. 20 minutes was a little tense, but uh, your radio station didn't do much for a while. Yeah, it, it, things were kind of strange here this morning. Okay. But I wanted to call up and see if... Now is an appropriate time to remove the rose collars. Yes, definitely. Yeah, you can take them off. Okay. And what about killing the Jap grubs? Time to put the grub hub, whatever it's called, down? The uh, grub gone? Yeah. Yeah, this would be uh, April and May are the two. And it's, it lasts for about two months. Once you apply it, it it's effective in the ground for about two months. So putting it down now is going to get you all the way to the end of May, which is about when the adults would start coming out anyway. So, um, yeah, this is a great time to get it down. All right. And uh, can I put put in a plug for something? What's that? What you got? 
Uh, Will Morris is specializing this weekend in yellow and blue flowers in honor of Ukraine. Oh, oh that's nice. It happens to be seven-eighths Ukrainian. I thought I'd give them a, a little push. Oh, that's yeah, excellent. That, I think that's a great idea. You said that's Wilmore Nursery? Yeah. Yeah, they're on County Line. County Line uh, Road. I think it's 711 County Line. Mm-hmm. Uh, r- real close to Broadway. Very definitely, yeah. And well, I, good I for them. That was a neat idea. Yeah, I, I applaud them for it. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thanks for your help, and uh, I hope you get... Hope more people come back because for the first twenty minutes or so, you you had a dead airspace. Yeah, really, know. there was nothing coming out at all, huh? Not no. I turned it on and it was. A <laughs> Does it sound normal now? Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Because it doesn't sound normal in my headset. <laughs> no, you're coming down very clear now. Okay. Good. Well, thanks for your help. Thanks for and calling, JT. Weekend. We appreciate you hanging in there with us. Yes, sir. All right. Bye. Hey, everybody should be out gardening today, I suspect. Even, oh, absolutely. Even, even as we speak, you could be out there. Supposed to hit 70 today. Yay, team. Y- yeah. Y- yeah. Things are really going to start popping. I saw my first forsythia bushes blooming yesterday. Oh, really? Yes. Not along, in my yard. On uh, Along <laughs> University, heading toward Cherry Creek, which is, yeah. you know, warmer, protected, yeah. big trees, con- yep. you know, a heat sink. Yep. So, yes, definitely. Um, You'll see them downtown, too, yeah. on, on side streets. Mm-hmm. But not in my yard. I don't think I have anything left. I have one left, and the buds are swelling. And if, you know, the, <laughs> if the God willing, shines, and the creek doesn't rise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get some flowers this yeah. year. Uh, if not, this is its last year. <laughs> no flowers, no bush. It's yeah, going. It's going to go away. I, we pull. I, th- I think ours are gone. Uh, my wife, it, they're in my wife's garden, and uh, she's constantly complaining about it. The old big stem coming over on the rest of her garden. Yeah. And I think she cut it all the way back, and that may be it. I'm not sure it's going to sprout back up, which is fine. It's a very old trope. Oh, I went, I went all <coughs> Will Smith on my <laughs> forsythia <laughs> and, uh, last year and, and took it out. Yeah, I had two. I took the big one out because it like it was just a space hog, and it really didn't justify yeah. taking up that much space. And boy, even after I took an axe to it and a shovel, and it, it still tried to sprout. So they're pretty durable. But let's uh, speaking of durable, we've got uh, Jerry hanging in there, being durable, waiting for us to talk to him. Good morning, Jerry. Hello. Hi. What's going on? Well, I'm wanting to call about the clematis uh, uh, that I have. How soon should I cut it back, and how close to the ground should I cut it? Uh, probably down to 18 inches tall. You can do it today. Okay, 18 you, inches. Yeah, All you'll right. probably see that it already is sending out green sprouts. All right. I thank you very much. You're welcome. Which reminds me, I have to do that when I go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Among a thousand Bye-bye, other then. things. Well, thank you for, uh, did you have any other questions, Jerry? No, that's all I had. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks for calling. Mm-hmm, bye. That's yeah, a folks, good go point. ahead. I was just going to say it's, it's a, good, uh, a good point to bring up right now is pruning clematis. Mm-hmm. You know, they break them down into three groups. There's a group one, group two, and group three. Mm-hmm. Uh, group one doesn't grow here. It's yeah. like the Montana types and yeah. that sort of the rubras that, that uh, bloom in early spring on old growth. And it uh, doesn't matter in my mind because I... <laughs> When I get catalogs, I keep looking at them and hoping that they change the hardiness zone. Yeah, on me at least too. one. Come on, folks. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, give us a try. Uh, but the 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 group two and group three grow here very nicely, and group three is basically the really late bloomers, uh, and and group two is the ones that bloom in early summer and midsummer and yep. so forth. And and those you just you prune them down to about eighteen inches tall every spring. Because they bloom best on new wood, and that really yep. encourages a lot of more growth from the base to keep them nice and thick and bushy. Yes. You can leave them up if you, you want can. to. You can. I mean, there's nothing that's going to prevent you from, I mean, Mother Nature doesn't prune them down to 18 inches every year in, <laughs> right. in, the, in the wild, although I don't think any of these grow in the wild, do they? <laughs> these hybrids? Not anymore. Not anymore. No. But uh, yeah, th- th- you can leave them up, but I th- I, you get bigger flowers, you get more flowers if you cut them back. And you get flowers from close to the base all the way up the vine, mm-hmm. rather than these old bushes that have been around for decades. And the flowers are only at the top. 
however high that might be. My my mom used to have one. You know how the old fashioned houses had a uh, on, on the front porch they had this iron decorative iron post that would go up and hold up the corner of the post instead of a wooden post it was this mm-hmm. iron filigree looking thing yes. and she grew a clematis up of that and she'd never cut it back so all the flowers were way up at the top where the eaves are yep. and and just kind of flopping over and mm-hmm. it, it, it mm-hmm. looks very awkward yeah. very awkward yeah we, we we don't promote awkward plants ugly plants yes but not awkward ones well, once she started cutting it back she was much happier with it <laughs> And folks, if you need some help in cutting back something, give us a call with your question and we'll discuss it right here. In the meantime, we're going to take probably one of the shortest breaks in history right here on Legends 810.